Welcome back to another episode of On the Break. Tonight we have Al Horford edition. Josh, the vanilla gorilla here with J-Mac and Kyle Beats. What's up, boys? What's, what up, man? What's going on, man? I like that Al Horford's here. <laughs> oh, man. You're, today's going to be your uh, your episode. I'm excited to hear what you had to say about him. He blocked Giannis' shot three times a night. Yeah, also... Twice in one possession. I knew shit was out of hand in that game. We'll get into it in a minute, but I knew shit was out of hand whenever Al Horford was shooting the three and making it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that guy amazes me every single year. We always talk about how he's washed up in the regular season, and then he comes out and plays out of his mind, like Draymond's doing in the West, too. Yeah. Dude, playoff Al, man. He always he always shows up for the playoffs for them. Him and Kyrie are the ones you know are going to show up. It's everybody else that got, has to, like Jalen did today. Exactly. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll get sure. into it, though. There's definitely stuff to talk about there. That's a very exciting beginning to that series and all kinds of crap happening. So we'll get caught up. We are, I guess, we were out last week. We promised to. What happened, Josh? What? Why didn't we get to a second episode? <laughs> so... <laughs> Funny story. I came home uh, Wednesday night after a long, or it was Thursday night, wasn't it? After a long day of work. Um, after the thunder and I went loss. To, yeah, I went to, I put my, or set up my computer, went to plug it in, and I had no plug in. I left it at work, <laughs> and I was on like a 5% battery, and I was sitting there like, oh my gosh, it's like a 45-minute drive to work. It would be an hour and a half, and I was just thinking through it. I was like, I'm, I might just lie to these guys and tell them like I'm definitely ill, or like my dog died or something, but I decided honesty is the best policy. It was just like, hey, I'm sorry. I forgot my charger at work. It's going to be like an hour and a half for me to get it. So my so was, bad. That was, was my that, fault. Was, this. was that the day after Dame just put your team in the grave? I see no connection here. <laughs> no, <laughs> was that- I, I don't even think it was him trying to get away from it because I really wish that because you, Kyle, you and I were talking about just doing the episode, but it got to where I was like, I, we can't talk about this without yeah. Josh. I had to text. I was thinking about texting Josh that morning, asking if he was hanging from the shower curtain. Like I was really <laughs> worried about you. I couldn't reach my phone while I was hanging from the shower curtain. Unfortunately, <laughs> I didn't buy the extra strong shower curtains yeah. and it broke. So <laughs> I'm be- still here. You'd be like Homer Simpson down there batting the light bulb. Yeah. <laughs> He's upset. Yeah. That's what it felt. It was, we were, but we couldn't do it without you in that case. So we just decided yeah. to wait. So apologies. I would have loved to have seen those see text messages, though. Oh, this <laughs> epic idiot. <laughs> Go ahead. You seem a little more optimistic uh, today. You had three or four days to sit on it. Dude, I'm in phase. What's the phases of grief? There's like, <laughs> what's number one? Is it denial? Yeah. I think I'm still on that. Yeah, I think sure. So. No, I think denial's two. Denial's two. What's the first one? Hold on, I'm looking this up real quick. Let's not hear, let's not sit here and ponder. <laughs> <laughs> so I think so. Here's what I do. I go through. I always do this where I go through the five phases super fast, like in the first night, and then I'm like, by the end of the night, I'm like, I'm okay. And then the next day, I slowly go back into denial, and then it okay. takes me another twelve months until the next year to re- get angry again. It's grief, <laughs> then it goes to denial. So that's like the whole thing, and then it goes to denial, and then anger, then depression, then bargaining, and then acceptance. So whenever you start <laughs> making a deal with God, we'll know that you're close. Well, it was less of making a deal with God and more of making a deal with my shower curtain to hold up while I hung from it. <laughs> so you. is bargaining like bargaining with the rope that I'm using? Is that yeah, does that count? Something like that, man. <laughs> it's pretty rough. <laughs> Uh, dude, it was that was tough. I was watching it, so I was up at night with bad illness, right? Um, stomach illness, and luckily Actual- my illness allowed me to. Yeah, exactly. Because otherwise, oh, okay. I would have just been like, "They're going back home, no big deal." Like we're losing, I'm going to bed. But I was up all night with a bad illness, um, and my luckily my illness allowed me to walk back in as Dame hit that shot. 
Oh. <laughs> Dude, the thing is, like, it was a, it was, <laughs> no, man, it was like, it was a, when the shot was released, I was like, that's going in. Like, there's nothing, it's like one yeah. of those Steph Curry end of the games, Absolutely. like, that's going in. That's what happened in this last game, too, was Steph shot, shot that one at the end. I turned to Anna, he had, uh, he had uh, Mane switched on to him, and I said, this is going to be a Steph three, there's nothing that can stop it, and he freaking drilled it, like, he just did a, a back and forth crossover and then went right and drilled a three on the nay. Yeah. But I mean, dude, the fact that he can just hit that so confidently, because you knew with like three or four seconds where he was standing, you're like, he's pulling from right there, but you felt like this is in range. And he's got Paul George on him, who's six nine. Dame's what, like six two, maybe six three? Maybe. And he's fading? Yeah. Yeah. The fade was the craziest part. It was one of the worst like nails in a coffin I've ever seen. It really was. Yeah. And, and yeah, only yeah. because I knew that Josh would be struggling, but also just in general, man, it felt like they were just outmatched that whole series, but so unexpectedly too. Yeah, and at what point do we? Because there's been an excuse for OKC getting bounced in the first round of the last three years. Like three years ago, was that Westbrook had nobody around him? They were a six seed. They got bounced. They get bounced by Utah last year, who's not that impressive of a team, and then. By a rookie, yeah, and then a rookie this year. So I mean, where do you go from there? I mean, what what's success for them? So success is doing something in the off season. Like at this point, one of two things has to happen: either Donovan has to step up and say, "Russell, you need to stop taking these shots," or Russell, yeah. you need to. He, what did he have? Thirty on thirty-one shots that night. Dude, I mean, I've blocked right. up. I've blocked out so much of it. Um, he had 30 on 31 shots or something like that. And they were all just like, he had, I think if I remember double digit free throws as well. So it was like 30 on just a bunch of misses. And it's just because he takes these just dumb shots. Um, and but, he's taking, uh, do you ahead. really, well, do you really think that Russ is going to stop doing that though? I mean, it, it feels like it's going to be, this is exactly going to be how uh, Kobe would hold a coach hostage and just be like, well, I'm going to play the way I want to play. You can get the hell out of here. We'll bring somebody in that wants to play with the way I want to play. And it's not going to solve the problem. Yeah, here it is. Um, I'll address that in just a minute. Let me get the stat line for our listeners. Uh, he had 29 points on 31 shots. Exactly. Almost exactly what I was saying. <laughs> he made 11, sh 11 shots, Christ, 35, 35% from the field. Um, he did shoot four from 11 from the three. He only took three free throws. So I was, I was uh, mistaken there. Paul George on the other side of the, on the other side went 14 for 20, um, 70 percent from the field, 38 percent from the three point line. Russ is taking 10 more shots than him, 33 percent more shots than him. It's terrible. Paul Actually, George is really good in the first, in the really in the first quarter. Yeah, and we had a we had a um, concern about him as far as his shoulder goes. Um, I Justin, I um, agree with you. Like, how do you even do this? This guy has been an all star. He's a superstar. He's a lock for the NBA Hall of Fame. Yeah. And this is what you and I had talked about. Like it was like the, our second episode or something like that. When Sam Presti drafted Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden, he had the the syndrome where he was like this kid from small town, and he goes to college and he starts dating some cheerleader, and he's just so afraid of like doing anything wrong and losing this cheerleader that he makes a bunch of stupid decisions. And just lets him lets them run all over him, and that's what happened to Russell. Like we never had a coach that said. Russ, I'm going to bench you for the entire fourth quarter if you don't stop taking those shots. And he did it. Like when This should have been fixed whenever he was 24 and 25. But yep. he was so good and so electric, and we were so afraid of losing him and Kevin Durant and James Harden. Like what happened with Kevin Durant and James Harden? We actually traded Harden, but 
I digress, um, that we never made Russell the player that he should have been because Sam Presti was so afraid of losing him. That might be the biggest blemish on Presti's resume is trading him, is trading Harden. Dude, it's bad. That's that was just... bad. We traded him for Jeremy Lamb, a first a first rounder that turned into Steven Adams. But that's just I would say that that's more because of our drafting capabilities. It was like a thirteen number thirteen or something like that. And yeah, then that's... Uh, Kevin Martin I mean, was our one year stopgap. Horrible. That's the problem. That's the problem. It's not that I mean trading James Harden is one thing, but because of the package you received for him, that's absolutely the biggest blemish on his resume. Yeah, and the other thing is it wasn't even like. The package was whenever it happened, Sam Presti was able to convince even even me. I was kind of like, okay, this might might be okay because we had Kevin Martin as a one year stopgap. We could shoot, and Jeremy Lamb was supposed to be good, like getting better. Um, the reason though that we traded him, and the reason why I hated it, is because we traded him instead of Amnesty and Kendrick Perkins, and we traded him to stay out of the salary cap. Um, so where do you go from here? <laughs> okay, that doesn't make it better though. You're talking about using the amnesty clause on perk for god's sakes like who's been really fucking good ever since he left there kendrick perkins yeah he's been um, fine so yeah i i think it no i nothing i'm not trying to defend presty at all yeah 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 no it i'm just saying like that that makes it even worse is what i'm saying yeah i agree i I was saying that it makes it worse that we did it to keep Kendrick Perkins. I see. Yeah. I see. Okay. Back in the day, Dwight Howard was in LA and we were really afraid of him. And Kendrick Perkins was the Dwight Howard stopper, but I don't think, I don't know. It was just a lot of non foresight to make all that happen. Um, every year listeners, if you're, um, if you want to read the best article ever written, go back and read the hardened disaster by Bill Simmons. Every year I read it every year that we're bouncing the playoffs. I go back and read it and I've read it this year. <laughs> And I just hate myself for liking this team. But that is all about that entire thing. It will chronicle the entire trade, and you'll see why we're where we're at right now. Um, Moving forward. I think you have to get Russ to stop shooting, and you have to put more shooters around them. I would, yeah, I I agree 100%. That team um, shot, they shot low 30s for the entire series. They had a really good game in that last game, but like, Whenever you're, if you have a player who's electric and wants to get to the rim, he can't be the person that's responsible for spreading the floor. Before <laughs> exactly. Paul George was there, he was responsible for spreading the floor. Now that Paul George is there, he still thinks that's his responsibility. Dude took 11 threes. Yeah, that's terrible. And mm-hmm. that's rough. He had a lot of them at the end, too. Like he was really bad at the beginning of the game. Yeah. And the fact that like he played really well down the stretch and Paul George went 14 for 20 from the field and they lost to, probably a less overall talented team. I mean, it's just like kind of makes you throw your hands up the air and say, what the fuck? Like, you don't know what to do moving forwards. Yeah. He, um, the other thing is game four in the end of the game, he was hiding on Al Farouk Aminu. Russell Westbrook was, and dude, I'm the biggest Russell Westbrook defender in the world. Like I've been defending him for years um, because I love the, like how ruthless he is. But part of the, what made him great previously was he was ruthless on the defensive end of the court. I remember watching rebounds that he would go, he would literally go up and get like loose balls over bigs and rebounds over bigs and just run people over. Um, and it seems to only translate now to the offensive end of the court. At the end of game four, he was hiding on Al Farouk Aminu while yeah. CJ McCollum was tearing us up. It's like, fine, okay, let Paul George da- guard Damian Lillard. If you want to be beta on, on the defensive end, that's fine. But don't be so beta that you need to right. hide. You know, you got to guard somebody. You got to guard CJ McCollum or Damian Lillard because Damian Lillard was. 
DNA Russell Westbrook more than yeah. 50%. Down. And he was he's playing great defense. And he's not even a good defender. He was just playing great because he was playing with more effort. Right. Yeah. Russ exactly. is just getting to the point where you average three triple doubles or you average a triple double for three seasons in a row. You're not going to always be able to go 100% at that, especially at his athleticism and his level on both ends. And you can see it's starting to really wear on him on defense. And I think he should commit more to the defensive end of the defensive side of the ball. Worry about just distributing on offense, gets the rim when he can, and just get a six or seven rebounds that'll come to him naturally. And then you put some D and three guys out there with Paul George and Steven Adams, that that's the recipe to success, or at least more success than getting bounced in the first round. I think that's very true. I don't see how, I mean, but you're going to have to run it back in that case and just see how it goes, you know? Yeah. I mean, what choice do you have at this point? Yeah, you just got to hope the Warriors get dissolved and these teams in the West just don't improve, but they're still just not going to be at that top, that upper echelon next year because of the just the last three years and what I've seen out of them in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Um, I don't see, just to be brutally honest, I do not see a winning route moving forward for the Thunder as they are, or yeah, um, I, don't I don't see a way to actually change the way that they are either. They ma- they have three max guys on this team, Stephen Adams, Russell Westbrook, and Paul George. Stephen Adams is not a max guy, dude. Dude is played through so many injuries. The guy's 25 and he looks like he's, he's 50 getting, out there. He's getting 27, 28, 27 and a half million next year, 28 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. That's so that's insane. What that's, I mean, what that tells you is that they're going to be competitive for four or five more years and then have to blow it up. They're going to be good, but they're not going to win anything over the next four or five years. Yeah, if you mean if by competitive you mean bouncing the first round, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> they will be a top four to five seed every year for the next four or five years. I mean, they free fell in the second half of this season, though. I mean, they were at that last part. Yeah. I mean, whenever yeah. we were at that section where there were like four teams tied for eighth place, that was yeah. – that was and they were like, teetering. They were like the third seed four yeah. weeks before that. Right. It all started when Paul George was uh, was injured. And Paul George, like if you go back and watch his highlights throughout the season and look at what he did prior to the shoulder injury, he was he was darn close to my MVP because he was making just the most ridiculous shots because his team wasn't good enough to create easier shots for him and because the offense isn't good enough to create easier shots for him. Like watch OKC play. Go back and watch Portland and OKC, or watch Denver and then watch OKC play. There's like four or five passes before a shot goes up on all those other teams. And with OKC, it's one pass if you're lucky. Most of the time, it's Russell driven down and taking a third, a fifteen footer pull up contested three. Yeah, they don't have pull up contested jumper. Sorry, they don't have more talent. They just have a worse offense and a worse coach because they don't move the ball the same. And I like moving forwards. I, I really think that this series gives the Blazers a lot of momentum. And I think they're feeling pretty good about themselves because they have the hottest player in the playoffs. I mean, yeah. we Blazers saw what happened good. to Giannis tonight. I mean, Dame is the best player in the playoffs right now for sure. But I mean, yeah. do you really think if they, or, or KD maybe if they were to come out of that series, do you think that going up against either this Golden State team or this Houston team, they'd have a chance? Because I don't think so. Probably, probably not. But I think they'll win a few games. I don't know. Yeah. Nurkic well, would be nice. It'd be nice to have Nurkic right now, just to have another big body in there. So there's different wins for different teams. This Portland team has been bounced two years in a row in the first round. Last swept. year they were swept in yeah. the first round. Um, it's almost as, bar- as embarrassing as OKC. But a, w- a trip to the Western Conference Finals 
is definitely a win for Portland. I think so. Yeah. Um, as far as to go back to Justin's question of what they should do moving forward, this is what I would do if I was a GM. I would fire Billy Donovan and I would go after a college Calipari. I would go after John Calipari. I don't even like Calipari, but he somehow makes superstars play selflessly. I would go after him because college yeah. basketball is getting blown up. They're about to, the FBI is about to raid that dude's mansion. So <laughs> I would go after Calipari. Bill Self. Bill Self has said that he wants to go to the NBA. Tom Izzo's there's, there's rumors of that as well. Like you have your pick of the greatest college basketball coaches in the league. You have to do something cause you're not winning championships here and you're paying money that should get you championships. So you have to do something. Yeah, I would, I like I would go yeah. to the college ranks. And I mean, those guys can clearly recruit, which is essentially what you're doing in today's NBA anyways. Yeah, geez. So, yeah. I mean, that, that'll fit into the culture really well. And they can bring the, the bribery stuff where it's just it's just a little tampering slap on the wrist here versus a federal indictment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like what imagine Johnson get get fined? Like five thousand dollars? Okay. Who cares? Yeah. You know? Holy cow, I'm glad but, you brought that up, Josh. Did you see real quick that he uh the whole thing about him getting copied on emails? I did, man. <laughs> um so what so it was, it was Genie and it was Genie emails, and, yeah, between Genie and uh, Rob Polinka, the GM, about how magic is useless and not doing his job, but he was blind copied on the emails, so he saw everything that was being said about him. So it'd be like me and Kyle emailing back and forth and be like, "Yeah, that Josh, he's a real piece of shit. He's really, you know, dragging he left down the his charger at work." Yeah, he left his charger at work. What an excuse, you know, kind of thing. And then to find out that you were actually seeing these emails—that's kind of how it went down. That's why I, I walked out of the meeting. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. That explains why he quit the way that he did without even talking right. to Jeannie. He was just hurt. Good for him, I this guess. This is crazy because don't you feel like the Lakers like back in the day were just like buttoned up like mafia style the way they moved and just so calculated and now it's just this fucking <laughs> shit, shit show organization. Like it's like a fraternity house in there. Like what is going on? Yeah. They yeah. were the Celtics back in the day. The part that I didn't understand yeah. is that either Rob Polinka or Jeannie blind copied him on the emails between each other. So e one or the other did that, but they were both talking shit about him. So like, yeah, like what's the what's was, your angle there? Yeah, exactly, it was really <laughs> confusing. From my understanding, it was Jeannie always blind copied him on everything. So she had a distribution list that was supposed to go to Rob Polinka and then blind copied to magic and she typed in that distribution so list she needed to like contact her assistants and be like hey take that blunt copy <laughs> yeah exactly off. i'm about to trash this guy exactly so that's my understanding because he signed javel mcgee lance stevenson and rondo and yeah, thought geez. that this was gonna beat clay and stuff i think we've officially learned the lesson that old old people that have been around the nba for a while don't work as like gms and stuff like that i think that that experiment should be done with now or with computers just in general <laughs> i mean phil just napped the whole time he was in new york for two years he had to keep getting his password reset on his computer <laughs> <laughs> damn it they keep getting locked out of this thing did you see the uh there was some gif of an old politician unlocking his computer this computer has massive amounts of confidential information and you can tell that he pressed enter one two three four five with like his one index finger and then pressed <laughs> oh, no. enter again i imagine that's what it looks like whenever phil jackson unlocks his computer almost certainly do you guys did you guys feel like it was a big deal for the clippers to push that to a six game series for against golden state like did you think it was going to impact golden state in the way that they, they were going to play against houston honestly not uh, when you Stephen look Clay at it kind of unnecessary beating that game they did but when you i mean that 
Clippers team was no joke, man. Like they were, yeah. they were definitely hard nosed basketball guys. It's not something I've ever seen out of Doc Rivers before, but I think that they like. I don't know, man. They just ultimately it felt stressful in that series, but they really only lost two games. So, like, is it really yeah. in the grand scheme of it? Does it matter? Not probably not really that much. They stumbled a little bit, but sure, maybe it. I mean, the way they look today against the Rockets was the health didn't seem to be an issue. I thought <laughs> it was going to be an issue, but no. If that's what they look like, a little banged up, I think they're going to be just fine. And. You know, for the on the Clippers, on the flip side for them, I think that they look like a pretty attractive destination for a free agent this year. I agree. If it's you're talk, talking like an AD Kawhi level free agent, when you have, uh, you know, Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell, and some of these young guys to build off of, Shea Gilgis, Alexander, and do they still have uh, uh, Avery Bradley? No, I don't think so. Okay, yeah. So Let me double check. Hold on. Uh, no, but still, I mean, with Gilgis Alexander and Lou Williams, you have a young ball handler, you have a scorer, you have Montrez Harrell, you have some talent on that team. I mean, if you can get a big name free agent to come there, you saw how they played without one. For sure. Yeah, I that that team is built for a plug and pay or a plug right. and play superstar. I think that it's not a big deal. I mean, six games playing against the, the Warriors. I, at the end of the day. You, they won. They went to the next round, right? It's a big deal because, um, one, they got two technical fouls on Kevin Durant, right? And we said that yep. – we said that uh, – and then game three, they actually res- resigned one. So, our over-under was two and a half, right? And it would have been – or no, it was one and a half. So, I – he got two and then they resigned one, which is – It went over. Right, exactly. So, that's a big deal. Um, when does suspension take place? Number seven? Yeah, seven. Houston Houston Warriors was not didn't become chippy except for the way that the players handled the refs this game. It didn't become chippy with the players at all. Um, but it is. You can tell that there's a lot of tension there, and you can tell that people are really upset, especially Chris Paul. Chris Paul's gonna get chippy, and I don't foresee Chris Paul got two texts today. Two texts, yeah, and got ejected yeah. for arguing with the ref, which we'll definitely come back to that later. But the big reasons why it was a big deal is because you wore out the Warriors. Uh, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry were both questionable today with an ankle, ankle injuries. That's a big deal. Like that wouldn't have happened in four games. So exactly. it has yeah. implications for moving forward in the playoffs. Yep. I agree. I agree. And I mean, Houston had an extra couple of days of rest the way they took care of Utah in the first round. And Utah kind of has a situation too, where it's like, what do we do from here? Like, OKC, Cause you have Gobert locked up. You're going to have to pay Donovan Mitchell. Eventually you got Rubio situation. It's like Ingles. I mean, they're like kind of right there, but they're going to need to sign somebody big, but they're not going to get a free agent. So you, what do you hope for? You hit on a number 19 or 20 draft pick? I wonder if they're still going to have Jay Crowder as well. Yeah. You look that up on hoops height, but I mean, I just, I feel like they're kind of just in that stuck in the middle situation. Like the Thunder are. As a real quick update, Kyle, uh, Avery Bradley got traded at the deadline to Memphis in a salary dump. It looks like. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So he was on the Clippers most of the year, though. Yeah, that must have been a, something a, that must have involved the Tobias Harris trade, I would think. Right, exactly. And that's a good, like Josh said, that just makes it more clear that you could play, you could bring Lou off the bench or play with the two, Shea Gilgis start, and then plug and play a three or a four like Kawhi. 
dude, Kawhi yeah. on that team would be that would be a defensive. Patrick Beverly. I mean, oh that's going to be chippy and a good defensive team. Yeah, that would be the most defensive. That'd be what uh, what the Wolves should have been under Thibodeau. Dude, yeah, because I mean, you got Beverly's a good defender. Gilgis Alexander is long. You got Kawhi and Montrez Harrell's pretty freaking athletic. I saw a quote that said uh, Montrez Harrell is playing like his family was kidnapped and the only ransom is taking his dunks, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was great, dude. That guy played out of his mind. And yeah. I'm, I, yeah, he, serious. yeah, exactly. He was really undersized coming out of college, but he was just a monster in college. And I was like, dude, I think that guy's going to be a good pickup. So, uh, so, good for so him. why do you, why do you not feel that way about Zion? Um, because Zion's going to go number one overall. Just the expectation. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Expectations. He's just—he's Montrez Harrell on steroids. Yeah. 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 And and younger, which is hard to believe. Yeah, and a, and a better passer. Yeah. But yeah. no, he had a coming out party. I mean, he probably had the best first round Montrez Harrell as far as expectation versus actual performance. Besides maybe uh, Siakam. Yeah, for sure. Siakam's gonna gonna be a max player, dude. The way that he's playing. Give him Good one more year. Yeah, we'll get there in a second. We'll get, We'll get to the East. Yeah. What, what, man, sure. Denver, San Antonio, that was kind of a, I hate to say it, kind of a shitty game. Yeah. Game seven. Like it was close, but it was just 90 86 in today's era. There was a lot of missed shots. A ton. A ton. And Patty Mills was, I mean, the, in the start, San Antonio got off to, they had like four points in the first six or seven minutes. Yeah. Just outrageously terrible. They shot, I want to look at the actual stats on that game. Talk Still not. Yeah, pull pull up the field goal percentage for the teams, but still not an absolutely thirty six and a half, twenty six percent in the three point line. That's better than I thought it would have been. Yeah, uh, it was still, not by much. But, yeah, oh, it's 36. real bad. So exactly. I mean, this is not an absolute loss for the the Spurs in my mind, though. I mean, them going seven games with the number two seed, I, it's it's tough. I, I would have really liked to see them get out of this series, but. Denver-Portland is going to be an interesting matchup, and it's going to be by far the most overlooked because the other matchups are so sexy in the second round. But I'm looking forward to what Denver can do. They kind of they showed their identity and kind of got back to who they were for sure uh, during the regular season in the back half of that series. Yeah. With I called Denver in, yeah. I called Denver in seven because I, I believe that they were generally the better team, but Pop is just such a good schemer. Um, so ultimately, Jokic, has been, Jokic played really well at the back half. Um, I think the last two or three games, he averaged like 25 points a game. So really great for him, especially for someone that's not really a scorer. Um, yeah, they they have a really good home court too. I think that's a big advantage for them that I probably overlooked. For sure. Yeah, I wonder how much oxygen level affects NBA caliber players. Do you ever hear anything about that? Because they're playing. No, I mean, honestly, it ha- it has to though, right? I know it's probably not quite like football because you're not outside where they just have you hooked up to these you know, oxygen pumps after you sprint right. through the field. And it's also, you know, 300 feet versus 94 feet. But yeah, it's still yeah, a thing, I, mean, I think that definitely yeah. has a little bit of an effect on guys. So the fact that it's a rowdy crowd that really cares about that team, plus that, I think that's a big advantage for them. I agree. It's also a big deal when Gary Harris shuts down Derek White. Yeah. Dude, yeah. that guy played monstrous defense on Derek White, who went – who had four points, took seven shots, and made mean, none of them. You mean Lenny White? Yeah, Lenny White. <laughs> he looks like a Lenny to me, dude. I don't know. Maybe kind of looks like a goblin, but the also haircut. a Lenny. Yeah, maybe it's the haircut. 
Uh, it's got to be there. Seven, yeah. 4.0. He played really good defense. Is he going to be who has to D up Dame in the next series? Yeah, I think you have to. Um, ultimately, there's no one else. You can't put Jamal Murray on him. Dame will destroy him. Dame's going to destroy Gary Harris, Gary Harris too. Um, but D- Gary Harris is the only person on that team that can even come close to D up Dame. Yeah, the ideal cover for Dame is somebody like Kawhi or a team that you can just throw bodies of bigger guards at him. Yeah, or Paul George until he shoots from that dude. 37 and a half, 80. That <laughs> yeah. shot, like the shot went in and he took one step backwards and crossed into the backcourt. Like, it was like, <laughs> Jesus, dude. And it wasn't like no, a normal fadeaway. Like step backs aren't bad. You just shoot a little bit harder. Like if you're fading to the left and stepping back, you have to shoot to the left to make up the fact for the fact that your body's moving the other way. Like that was the most um, – that was the greatest buzzer beater I think I've ever seen in my life, ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's up there. It's definitely it's up, up there. there for sure. And, I mean, I really like his, the way he carried himself on and off the court in that series, and it made me – he's, like, turning turn into one of my favorite players slowly. Yeah. For Top me – Like we said last week, 100%. For sure. Also, for uh, – just really quickly, um, this that series is going to be – it's been moving – the league is moving towards it. That series is going to be looked by – um, look back in time as the series that cemented the three-point era. Yeah. 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 For yeah. Sure. yeah. Cause it's going to be how good one team shot and how bad the other team shot it also. Yeah, exactly. So let's, uh, that's, that wraps up for the West, correct? Um, for the first round, yeah. yeah. For the first round. So let's go to the East one, one, eight. Uh, I think they'd actually finished it by the time that we had, we had done that last one is that, the Bucks just blew through the Pistons like we all predicted. Yeah, yeah, I think they're at 3-0 maybe. But, yeah, I mean, that's just a terrible series for the for the Pistons. So let me yeah. ask you guys both this. Blake hobbling out there like, you know, the Tin Man, basically. Is that good, ultimately? Or is that a stupid thing to do? Um, it's a gritty thing to both. do, for I sure. Mean, I, I, I like it, but it's like, what are you doing this for? Right. That's kind of how I feel. I think it's good for Detroit, but not good for Blake. Um, yeah, that's a good way to put it. I hated I hated Blake in the Clippers, and that's big. I went to the University of Oklahoma. I, I sat in the cafeteria with Blake. I would sit at tables with Blake, and he was just a great guy, like made jokes, was really funny. Um, and when he went to the Clippers, I hated who he became. He became a cheap, dirty, like prima donna. And I love Detroit Blake, dude. He's given his all. He looked like he was about to die out there, like his leg was about to fall off. And he still gave everything he had. He's Big there, win for, he's for his brand. He's the team on his back. It's great. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Also, though, probably took a probably took a good year off of his career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's from a basketball standpoint, there's just not much to talk about in that series because it's just an absolute asshole. Dude. For sure. Um, that Toronto series was similar. Orlando got game one, um, which is big. I think that's a big, big deal for Orlando as well. And gave those fans something to cheer for that they haven't been able to cheer for since Dwight Howard was there. So crazy that it's been that long. Yeah. The, but it the has been. Jameer Nelson, Rashad. When you could get to the championship back in you know, 2009 with Jameer Nelson and Rashad Lewis and Dwight Howard. What a yeah, the first big. Bunch. Yeah. They were the first big three-point shooting team because they just stuck Dwight yep. Howard in there and had him average 20 rebounds a game. And then Circle, Lewis, yeah, Nelson. Uh, 
Yeah. It's so funny because I follow both both Orlando and OKC on social media. And it's so funny, like Orlando's so loving and so look at what our team did for us. Everybody's so excited about getting five games in the first round. And OKC is just miserable. Fire Russell Westbrook, like trade <laughs> Russell Westbrook, fired Billy Donovan. It's crazy. Just like Spectre. what your expectations and can do for you, you know? Yeah, but you also have two top 15 guys and they have like one top 20 guy, 25. Oh, for sure. Like it, both teams are react to, are right to react the way that they are. How good did Pal, uh, Pascal Siakam look in that series, though? I mean, he's just turning into like this Max Deal kind of player. He looked great in that series, I think. His moves, he's just so smooth with the ball for his size, the way he can handle it and just kind of move on the block and – he seems to always just finish with those little floaters and touch shots around the rim, and his defense is fantastic. Yeah, those teardrop floaters are sick that he does. Yep. How tall is he? Six eight, six nine, probably something like that. I thought he was. Uh, a, I thought he was almost a big. Yeah, six nine, two thirty. So, um, in the playoffs this year, he's shooting fifty seven percent from the field, forty two percent from the three point line, eighty percent, seventy eight percent, averaging twenty three and eight. I like it. My goodness. Yeah. What did he shoot yesterday? Let me look at that. So at least, you know, Toronto has that to, to bank on. Cause, I mean, what's the, what percentage are we giving Kawhi staying there? Dude, honestly, the way that – we'll talk about this a little bit more, but they're going to go to the Eastern Conference Finals, and they're going to take whoever's there to the seven. So I'm giving Kawhi I, a little gonna, bit more. They're going to win the East, like I said. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I still uh, – <laughs> I'm gonna have to see a little bit more from the Bucks, but I'm not a. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute here. I'm not a like a jump on the bandwagon of one team gets blown out, they're gonna. They're yeah, gonna lose, you, you know? don't want to overreact to game one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Unless it's my team, then I'm like these guys fucking suck. Like, get rid of everybody. <laughs> I said that, but I said Toronto was gonna win the East at the beginning of the playoffs, and then after game one, uh, when they lost to Orlando, I wasn't, I wasn't stressing it. Yeah, for Kyle, sure. If I put the over under of what he shot from field goal range yesterday at seventy five percent, would you say over or under? I mean, based on the way you're saying that, I'm going to say over, but I, I'll go under. It's actually over. It's eighty. Yeah, <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's insane. He was seventy five percent from three point range as well. Yeah, because the the Vegas had a prop bet of over twenty and a half points, and he had like. 15 or 16 in the first quarter and i was like wow <laughs> just ridiculous. Just locked in right now yeah he is i was absolutely turning into a max player for sure yep in which case like is oh sorry go ahead. go ahead i was a little disappointed in in kyle lowry's performance but he did just enough he did especially kind of what we <laughs> especially out of crawling out of that hole after you know putting up a goose egg in, in the first game of the playoffs. oh he did a lot of good things out there you didn't hear yeah, that's rough. Uh, <laughs> I admire it, dude. I still admire the balls. <laughs> the, the way Brooklyn, Brooklyn fell apart in game five was a little disappointing for me. Even though I like Philly a lot, I was trying to see Brooklyn be be more competitive. But you can tell the energy was kind of sucked out of the team, and they were just – they were flat. I mean, they were down 20-25 the whole game in game five. Yeah, that's our 3-6 matchup with Philly winning 4-1. to one. Um, I, that was my, I predicted that that would be the most entertaining series in the, um, in the playoffs, uh, for the first round. It was not, um, I really, what was, like, what was Denver San Antonio? Um, inter, just straight entertainment. I probably golden state or Los Angeles. State, yeah. I think golden state Clippers probably yeah. from an impartial observer. I think that there was nothing that was more impressive than what Portland did to OKC. 
Yeah, agreed. The the Boston taking care of Indy. I mean, granted they don't have uh, they don't have Vic, but I think even if they have Oladipo, they probably win maybe one or two games. Yeah, I still think Boston takes care of that series. I was concerned about that series even going into it though because yeah, I didn't know why. I felt better about it than you did. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. And I mean the way that they and like we talked about it a little bit ago, but the way they came out and punched, you know, in the mouth today was freaking great. As, as far as getting off to a start against Milwaukee, I mean, that's not something I expected at all. So right. you were right to be worried just because Boston, you don't know what Boston's going to show up. Like they're hitting their stride now. Um, but Hayward's we never saw well. do what Hayward's finally playing well is what's happening here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we never saw anything to indicate to us, except for at the very end of the season that Boston went four game, a four game, even a Oladipo list, Indiana Pacers. True. Um, because they just couldn't get it together. But at the end of the season, uh, Brad Stevens is really using Gordon Hayward well, and you're exactly right. He's playing like he should be playing and what they expected him to play. And they're hitting their stride coming in. The future for Indiana is extremely bright. Next year, over under 75000 for uh, payroll. 75000 Yeah. Million? Or $75 million. I always do that. <laughs> yeah. My mind, I'm so poor that my mind can't bottle these numbers. Over or <laughs> under $75 million next year. I would say over, but books. because the way you're asking the question, I'm going to say under. Yep, same. They're at $60 million next year on the yeah, books. I believe it. That's I know they're one of the lowest ones. Miles Turner. They need to resign. Uh, they have Miles Turner already resigned. They have Victor Oladipo already signed. Demontis Sabonis is on his $3.5 million rookie contract. They're going to have to resign Bojan Bogdanovich um, and Thaddeus Young. But other than that, really, I think you'd probably want to resign Darren Collison. Other than that, though, you're wide open. You can definitely attract a free agent. You think? I mean, you think they're going to Indianapolis? I, I mean, you got, you got a max contract out there. Like, True. You can pay somebody a max with this. You That Victor Oladipo, $21 million for the next three years, whenever OKC did it, I was like, that's pretty expensive. That looks cheap now. That's a max contract player that you have for uh, $7 million less than what he should be paying, being played, paid probably right now. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they, would, I, they would really benefit from somebody like a, an athletic four like an Anthony Davis. Oh, but yeah. he's not going to go there. I mean, you got to put a trade package together. I guess they could. I mean, they could potentially put one together for him, but I don't see, I don't see a championship – for them unless they get a free agent to sign there. I'm really you know I'm really interested to know what his price tag is going to be like via a trade just given the odds of him walking the next year. I mean it, it really drives his value down, right? But then his value is also really high cuz he's Anthony fucking Davis. Exactly. So it's, especially I'm, if Austin goes to the finals like yeah. are they want to trade away all their pieces then, you know? Probably not. Probably I'm re- not, I'm just yeah. really excited to see what these packages look like like i wish i could be in these rooms hearing these phone calls of what kind of what these packages sound like because i feel like the new orleans just sitting down there just with a freaking ransom new orleans is terrified right now because they know they screwed themselves by not taking that la deal i've said it a million times i'm going to say it again they're not going to get as much as la offered them well yeah the but the whole brandon ingram thing throws a wrench in it right like if brandon ingram can play because it was ingram kuzma yeah Lonzo Ball, two picks. Uh, I think Hart and two picks. Yeah, but you gotta take that. Yeah, um, 
but yeah, I mean the Brandon Ingram thing now, maybe they might be, they might be feeling a little bit better, but they're never going to get anything close to that again. Um, if Boston goes to the finals, dude, why would you trade anything? I agree. With it's you looking like they're going to the finals. Danny um, Ainge just has a track record for fucking other GMs really good. Real hard. Like <laughs> for absolutely no return whatsoever. It's great every time. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. So, like, if he if you could trade, let's say Tatum or Jalen Brown just explode this postseason, trade them, trade them, Horford, a first-round pick, and, like, Rozier. Yeah. Worth it. Well, Rozier will be a free There's, agent. So, oh yeah, Rozier's gone. That's right. Yeah, it, but the oh man, it's really hard to get rid of Tatum. I feel like Juice looks really fucking good though. Jalen looks much better. And yeah, yeah, he does. I, just, I still like Tatum. no way. I like Tatum better. I, I just, I don't know, man. I again, I just, I feel like that. What is the value on him for a trade package of someone who could walk next year? It, it gets really, true, true. and we all know that these deals get done for a lot less than they probably should every time anyway. Yep. So, you know, it's, it's probably too much of a deal then. I don't know. I'm not trading. I'm not trading Jalen Brown and Tatum for a one-year loaner on Anthony Davis. That's where I, my head's at. No, I'm not saying, I'm saying either or. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can't let sure. go because you need Hayward. You might lose Kyrie. I think I he know, probably man. will lose Kyrie. I, I yeah, still I think, think that there's Kyrie. a 40% chance. There's only I think I give it a 40% chance he leaves. I still think there's a heavier chance he, he stays. Oh, you think there's a 60% chance he stays? I, I think there's about a 10% chance he stays. I it's he's calmed down a lot in the second half of this year. As it far depends as, how far they go though, also. For sure. But I mean, he was a quiet 27-11 today. I mean, he looked really good. Yeah, today good. was big. Yeah, he looked really good. It, but he looked really he just has kind of kept his mouth shut, if you haven't noticed. He's just real Let's, been, We'll let's see. stay in the east and let's stay in the east and talk about the second round. We'll just since we're hanging out over in the east, let's talk about. I mean, what you saw in that Milwaukee Boston game today. I mean, they what was the final tally twenty two was the final margin. I mean, yeah. they were they were in control pretty much from the start of the second half and on. They and Giannis much, did not look like the best player in the world. They pretty much ran him out of the gym in the first half too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really and truly. You but you felt like yeah. I mean, the first quarter. 15 point margin but then you you were like okay the third quarter the second quarter they turned it on you're like all right at halftime going yeah. into halftime you're like this is gonna be a close game yeah they pulled it closer it, towards halftime for sure started the third quarter and boston was like let's go and they just took took advantage jalen brown stepped up made a lot of big shots horford had a lot of shots and i mean playoff Kyrie is always always clutch a, a reliable player I was worried about how, remember in that Indiana game, I think it was like game three where Boston came out just with their foot on the gas like that and then just completely died in the second half. I felt like that was coming right there. That's what I was concerned yep. about. Yeah, exactly. But I, I, I actually texted my friend about this today. Kyrie, it's funny because he doesn't, he just doesn't get the credit he deserves as like a playoff clutch time performer because like, what has James Harden ever done in the playoffs versus Kyrie? But I mean, I understand James Harden is, had a better, much better season than Kyrie. You could say career, and he's a better player. But I mean, if I'm in a playoff game where I need somebody to just go off in the fourth quarter for me, I'm taking Kyrie over James Harden. I think so too. Yeah, just for the experience like, alone. More, and he's just more clutch. Right. He's, but he's younger too. So yeah, we, I think we forget that what Kyrie did whenever he played or whenever he was in Cleveland, he won that series with LeBron because he was playing with yeah. LeBron. You know. Yeah. 100%. Um, but the dude, 
a dude averaged one thirty points. That I'm trying to look up the stats really quick. Uh, he's just more cold blooded than a lot of guys. I guess is what I'm trying to get at. Like he has that X factor to just like coughing you in a big time crunch situation where there's actual where there's really things on the line because James Harden is just putting up 60 points in regular season games against middle of the road teams. But then in the playoffs, it's like, dude, your shooting percentages are terrible. Well, yeah, he's a volume shooter. I mean, that's what happens, but, but they're, they've been worse in the playoffs. They're like, I think he's shooting 9% worse in the playoffs than he did in the regular season. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Kyrie Kyrie in that series in Cleveland averaged 27, four and four um, on uh, 46, 40, and 93% splits. LeBron averaged 29, <laughs> 11, and 9. Um, Good Lord. Or 30, 11, and 9. But, yeah, and I think that I think that different players have different, like, games that are more geared toward cold-blooded. Nobody's ever going to say Gordon Hayward is cold-blooded because he plays off the ball. Like Kyrie, Steph Curry, James Harden, they're all – and James Harden not so much um, just because he doesn't have the knockdown capability in the playoffs, or at least we haven't seen those iconic moments yet. But um, they have, they're going to always have more of a cold-blooded split or um, lean because they are the ones that are taking the ball and doing everything in one possession at the end of the game. You know, Kobe right. was the same way. Um, nobody would say that LeBron James is – actually, I take that back. Generally, people aren't going to say LeBron James is as cold-blooded as Kobe Bryant. But if you look at the statistics in game in crunch time, like he's way better than Kobe. But he just plays differently, and it doesn't look as cold-blooded. So Kyrie does have that going for him. Um, and that's one thing that I will say is that I don't think that Brad Stevens likes that as much. And that's why he, I think that's a reason why Kyrie is not as happy there is because he's really at odds with Brad Stevens and how Brad Stevens wants to play. Um, the reason it solves a lot of things though, they win this series. Yeah. And that's what seems like is happening right now. Winning solves everything. Do you Um, think they win this series right now? I think they've got a pretty good shot at it. I, I think that seven. I think that Milwaukee comes back in this next game and and evens things up a little bit. But I think that oh, yeah, I, I don't think Milwaukee loses the next game. I, I think Boston's going to win the series based on what I saw today. Yeah, because they keep playing like Milwaukee that. just looks kind of surprised. Yeah, like oh, wait, we're going to lose this game. Well, and there were so many times where Giannis was just standing wide open, just kind of standing there, not even guarded, because Boston just kind of took him out of the equation entirely. Yeah. So I'll tell you why Milwaukee will win this game series in seven, and then I'll tell you why Milwaukee will lose this series in six. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> only one of those things can happen, you know. Right, exactly. But I'm going to tell you why either one of them could happen. All right. So Giannis shot 33% from the field this game. Um, he averaged 60% from the field this year, or 57% from the field this year. Um, he, the offense was built in the first quarter, and it continued the entire freaking game by Giannis taking the ball up at the top of the key, which that worked against Embiid. Dude, Al Horford, it didn't work against Al Horford. Al Horford actually has worked Embiid and Giannis in every game that they've played this year. You have got to – so all it takes for for, uh, Milwaukee to turn this series around is for Coach Bud to just say, all right, well, we're going to do more posting with Giannis. We're going to have him either uh, catch the ball at the high post um, or at the low post and we'll pass through him and work the, work the, work it through to him. We're fine. We had a bad shooting night. Giannis had a bad shooting night. They shot 34% from the field. Um, that's the, one of the best shooting teams in the league. They shot 33% for the three point line. One of the best shooting teams in the league. I guess I just don't trust. Those are all. 
Go those ahead. guys that make threes in the series, like Bledsoe, Lopez, and Middleton. I mean, they've been doing it all year. Um, yeah, so I trust no. that. Here's what I don't trust, and here's why Milwaukee will lose in six if I'm correct. If I'm and not correct about the other side, <laughs> Coach Bud has a history of being a great regular season playoff or regular season guy. Look at those Hawks that he used to coach. They were great in the regular season. I think at one point they came in as like a one seed. Yeah. They had the yeah. 22 and they, the Cavs were a two seed. Yeah, lost in the second round. Um, he has a history of being great in the regular season, getting in the postseason and having to go head to head with a coach that is um, good and getting out coached the entire, t- entire way. We watched it happen today. He didn't make any adjustments the entire game. Giannis continued to play from the top of the key. No adjustments. It's like they didn't have a backup game plan. Um, they're going to lose in six because Coach Bud will get out coached by Stevenson or Stevens. Yeah, and wh- whichever team loses this series, I think it's a it's considered a loss for the season. I think both these teams expect at least an easier conference final appearance. Yeah, I think it's – yeah, I agree. Um, I am taking Milwaukee in seven, but I just gave you a reason why it may not happen. I'm taking Milwaukee in seven here, though. I'll go Boston in six. I'm with Kyle. Justin. That's where I think, too. Boston six? I Boston like it. Six, yeah, I'm with you. What about this Philly Toronto game? I, I might have I might have Toronto in four, dude. Like Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard reestablished himself to me just as like a machine. Like I knew he was that, but it's like I, I, he had some pretty good performances in the Orlando game. But I guess since it's Orlando, I just didn't take it as serious. The way that he just came out and just took over offensively, because you know he's going to always be there on defense, was just. He really set the tone. He was clearly the best player on the court that night, which you may not have, you know, on any given night, it feels like Embiid or uh, even maybe sometimes Jimmy Butler can be that guy. But, I mean, Kawhi was the guy that night. Dude shot 69.6, 42.9, Wow. Like, I don't know what else you want. Dropped 45 on 23 shots. Jeez. That's efficient. So focused and locked in. Like, he doesn't, he wasn't showing any emotion hardly. That's yeah, and what's <laughs> which was that a joke or was that was that being <laughs> yeah? No, like I mean, it's like you don't you don't you would expect him to like try to get these like new teammates involved or anything, but it's like this is really who this guy's going to be his entire career. It's not. It wasn't just the San Antonio thing. Like this guy just, it's just the most nonchalant superstar you're ever going to see. You've seen that meme where he's about to jam on it, like four people and they have the camera that's looking down at him and he's he's like up above the rim and he's like has this just straight yeah. face on yeah. stone cold. Yeah. <laughs> and it says when you pa- when you wanted to be a doctor but your parents made you play basketball. That's what he's <laughs> going to be his entire life, man. And you're right. Like that's that's Maybe good. He goes to Indianapolis and fits into that culture a little bit more and just goes to a small market like Paul George and stays out of LA. Maybe. Um, Boy, either him turn? or Clay Thompson, the second great white hope. Yeah. Um, Boy, wouldn't that turn the NBA on its head? <laughs> yeah, that'd be crazy. Um, but yeah, dude, I agree. Like that guy is unbelievable. And you forget how you forget how great he is because you never feel like he's dominating because, you know, when when Steph Curry is going off, they're showing him dance after after every shot or they're showing him. Yeah, he's a real asshole today. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, dude real- had – Dude had 15 points and then freaking shimmied and danced down when he hit a game winner. Um, it wasn't even a game winner. It was like a big, big shot. But that's a, it's a classic one. Um, you just never feel dominated by Kawhi because he doesn't do that type of stuff. But then you look up at the box score and he has 30, you know? 
Yeah, it's because he does every. He doesn't like just kill you with just threes or these crazy dunks. Like he'll hit a three, and then he'll get a dunk in transition, and then he'll make a nice behind the back pass in transition, and then he'll just kind of dribble and isolate for seven or eight seconds and take a fadeaway, drive into the baseline, fifteen footer, and he just has all these little moves in his repertoire, and it's like oh, he's kind of done a little bit of everything tonight. And you think he has fifteen or twenty points, and you look up and he has forty five. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I should golf clap after every time he jams or something like that. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> feel like I should be cheering for him. Like, he uh, looks like he was definitely a participant in the uh, Dave Chappelle's crew versus Prince basketball game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you fit right into that game. I feel like you should say game blouses after every shot he makes. <laughs> Um, yeah, dude, those, that team has two guys that can go for 30, but outside of Kawhi and Pascal, they're going to have, like, if either of those guys have a bad game, the other person's going to have to pick it up. But I, I have them actually five gaming, uh, or excuse me, not, not five gaming, six gaming Philly. Okay. I think I'll go five. I'll say, I'll say Toronto and five. I honestly wouldn't even be surprised to see a sweep, but I'm going to say five as well. Yeah, like I just and I it's weird because I like Philly, but when we just talked about it on here too many times, it's like they're playing hot potato, their their offense changes from quarter to quarter, and it's just non fluent. Like sometimes Ben Simmons will drive and look great, other times he's terrified to shoot. You know, Embiid is usually a beast on the post, but he's gonna have a bad couple of bad games every once in a while. And he had a bad game, game one, and he's fallen too in love with the three. And you know, Tobias Harris has been really he was good at first 15 20 games with the Sixers but he's been pretty streaky in the playoffs and you know Jimmy Butler I just think he's he's kind of out the door and he's hasn't been consistent either and Toronto has all these terrific defenders they have a better bench I don't see how Philly even get, stretches it to six can I do my Charles Barkley impression really quick I've actually never practiced this this is completely out of the blue so I love it. Be I'm sorry listeners hey 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 listen Ben Simmons has to have more than that's horrible. Ben Simmons <laughs> is that Larry the Cable guy or Charles? I don't know Martin? who it was. One of the two. Ben Simmons has to have more than three assists if he's going to win. Yeah, I mean, how? Like, if they're how? that's horrible. He shot seven for eight from the field. Like, good job, good be, good way to be efficient. But you have to have more than a one point three turnover to assist ratio. Like I will. I will three say this: assists and two turnovers. He had a lot of missed shots off of his passes, though. But. It's the same. It, it, it's you got to get people dunks though. Like, Toronto is such good defenders. This offensive Phillies isn't going to work. Like their lack of shooting and bench is going to get exposed, and it's just this offensive Philly is not going to be able to score no. on Toronto. Embiid has to have more than sixteen points. He has to be Dude, he's the he best player. Thirty-five a game. There's nobody on Toronto that can guard him. Like the sure you you have to double team him, and but like Gasol. Ibaka can put a body on him. So Ibaka can put a body on him, but he can't handle him in the post. Gasol, right. you have to play the mismatch in that. Gasol can't stay out there on the three-point line with him. If you have Gasol on you, you take him out to the three-point line. You can drive. Like, Embiid can do straight-line drives. Like, we all know that. Siakam's He's not going to cross him or anything. Yeah, exactly. Siakam's too small. You have to play the mismatches, and that is 100% on Nick Nurse. Like, you have to be able to play a mismatch there. But – Simmons, you got to get people dunks if they're not doing well. And you can do it, dude. You're the most explosive point guard in the league now, now that Russell Westbrook is out, right? Um, so you got to get people dunks. And NBA, you got to do better. It sounds like – so you like Toronto in six, but it sounds like whoever wins the Milwaukee-Boston series, you like the winner of that series to come out of the East, Josh? Yeah, and we'll, we'll talk more about that coming through. Um, unless, 
I mean, but that's kind of your gut feeling right now. Yeah. Uh, I would take Milwaukee if they went on. I'd take Toronto to beat Boston. I think that Toronto has what it is more defensively more defensively um, equipped to beat Boston as far as like having that stopper that they can throw on Kyrie. Okay. That's not Giannis going out. Like I dude, just knowing everything I know about Milwaukee, I really don't believe that there's a chance that Boston can win this, win this series still, it, unless coach Bud just continues to be horrible, but um, it just depends on who comes out of the East or okay. out of that series. Like if, if Boston goes, I've got Toronto. If Milwaukee goes, I've got Milwaukee. I got you. All right. Let's uh let's flip over to flip over to the West. Man, that Golden State Rockets game today was was pretty entertaining. I, we talked about it. It's the first thing I want to bring up. The non-calls on both teams going under the shooter's feet. And you can say Harden stuck his legs out a little bit on that last one. That's still a foul. You still got to call that cuz Draymond came more forward than he than he really is allowed to. He's not given the proper space to land. And it's one of the oldest rules in the book, and it just didn't get called today at all. So I guess the refs were consistent there at the end, but it's still bad because you're going to get your superstars hurt. And it's it's a foul, and it should be called, and it just wasn't. Um, I still think Golden State earned today's victory because Houston just missed too many open shots. But uh, it's, it showed that it's going to be a good series because some of the uh, – Clay didn't look 100% today at all. No, he definitely didn't. No. But the rest of the team made up for it. Kevin Durant was a beast today. Yes, Kevin Durant was the best player on the court for sure. I still say they come out of that series, and I give it six games. Yeah, I got Houston. I think you might take all seven. I got Houston seven. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I changed Clint my mind. Capella, what did Clint Capella have finished with today? Like four or six points and like six or seven rebounds? Like he had a really bad game, and – I thought he was going to kind of be the X factor, so I, I expect him to do more. But I'm surprised to hear you say you're picking Houston, Josh. I like Golden yeah. State to come out on home court in seven. Yeah, and I'd, I'd always said – I think previously I had said that I would never pick either one of these teams on their on right. the, um, other court. Tonight, dude, Houston had not a great game. Golden State didn't have a great game, but they proved to me that they could play with them defensively. And if Houston knocks down some shots, I think that you're – gonna get better out of James Harden like he wasn't getting any calls he shot 25% from the three-point line at 32% from the field like you were for sure that he's I'd be shocked if he had a worse game than that this series so I do believe that Houston can go into Golden State and win at least one okay I like it I like it I mean I said that I said that last pod that I was gonna pick Houston to win the series and now I'm backing out of my word because <laughs> I saw what happened today and I just think Golden State could play so much better than they did today yeah, I think they both uh, can. You know, Steph, shot 50% Steph probably field. wasn't hundred percent. Really, yeah, I guess they did. They shot better uh, than I thought they did. But KD looks like the best player, and as long as Steph and Clay are, are playing, and Draymond's continue to play at this high level again, where it's like defensive Draymond and rebounding and running the floor, and making good passes. I still like them to come out of the series, but I think it's going to take a lot out of them. I think the matchup with Denver and Portland is if uh, if you're gambling, don't gamble on that series because I, I mean you don't know what to expect out of that. I like like my gut says Portland, but I don't know what to think out of that coming I out of that series. No prediction on this so far. I need to see the first game to see how it's going to look. I know they would wish Portland wishes they had Nurkic to at least put a body on on Jokic, but sure. I got Portland in six. Okay. Um, 
I think that it's going to look very, very similar to the OKC game in that, or the OKC series, in that they don't have anybody that can that can guard both the um, backcourt. Like CJ and Damian are just too good. Um, Jamal Murray is going to get exposed. He he's going to get defensively. Uh, yeah, I mean it's just going to be a, a growing lesson for him for sure. Yeah, and there's a difference between like the if Dame plays defense the way that he did on Russell on Jamal Murray, it's going to be ugly. Yeah. So, so who are the who are the Blazers rolling out at center right now? On the, and they're starting. Cancer. Cancer, not Collins. Okay. So yeah. No, Zach Collins is rotating is, in there too, though. Cancer is pretty yeah. strong, actually. So he can maybe put a pretty decent body on Jokic. Yeah. The difference between that and this is what I was saying all series with Jokic is going to get exposed a lot, or uh, Cancer is going to get exposed by Jokic because Jokic moves around out on the perimeter and sets those screens and catches the ball and guy run, guys run around him. So Cantor's going to have to actually move his feet a lot. Yeah. You got to, if you're Terry Stotts, which Terry Stotts is a great coach, dude, I would put him in top five he of is. the league. He's um, a good coach. You're going to have to find a way to not have Cantor hedging those, uh, those top um, hand dribble handoffs, which I think Terry Stotts can take care of that. Um, but you're not ever going to run into like with, Unlike OKC, what they should have been doing, running the pick and roll at Cantor. I saw that like twice in a freaking get in the entire series. He doesn't have to worry about that with Denver because you don't have Jokic rolling, right? Jokic yeah. isn't a roll man. So, and he's not quick footed enough to get past Cantor on that. Cantor's strong enough. I think he's going to do decently well against Jokic this series. And I have. I yeah. So, like, the way they run their offense is like Gary Harris Jr. Will, or Jamal Murray will run up and Jokic will be just on the inside of the three point line. And they'll like toss him the ball and run past him to the left or the right, and Jokic will, like, stick his butt out and, like, like kind of graze the guy and try to have, like, a dime pass of them cutting to the, cutting to the basket or catch and shoot from mid-range where the guy, the guy defending the shooter has his back to, the, to Jokic so he doesn't know when the ball's coming. Like, that's kind of how they run their offense. So maybe Cannon won't have to move as much. Yeah, it's like a modified Bill Self offense because if you watch Kansas, they do that too where yeah, it's a bunch yeah. of dribble t- handoffs at the top of the key, but it's not always their bigs. So, yeah, I, I actually really like their offense, especially when you have a passing big like that. But Cantor's – Are you just saying Dame's the X factor here though? McCollum is. Dame's going to get his. McCollum's okay. my X factor. Just because they don't have anybody to guard him because you got to no, throw exactly. your best I think, guard or perimeter defender at Dame. Yeah, McCollum's going to average 25 points a game this season. Like, you don't like Gallinari going up against McCollum? You don't like that matchup? <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> so, that guy hasn't worked I mean, anywhere. I know we're, we're looking a, a little forward here. Do you give Portland – because I, I, I like Portland in in five or six. I like them pretty big in this series if I have to pick. But it's like I don't real, fully know what to think because Denver – had a really good regular season and Portland's shown susceptibility in the past, like getting swept last year by a six seed. Uh, I don't see either one of them getting past the winner of Golden State Houston. No, that's that to me. Golden State Houston is, is the Western, Western Conference Finals. Finals. Yeah, Agreed. Maybe Agreed. even the finals. No doubt about it. Maybe. Maybe. I think so. But I've been a firm believer in that really since the, the get go. I just don't. I just don't think so. So, all right, well, I guess let's go ahead and wrap it up, and we'll be back. Uh, so I guess we're going to record again on Thursday, so we'll be back then with uh, more developments of how these series have been going. So we'll see you guys next week. All right, later, guys. See you guys.